Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast. Glad to be with you here on a Saturday morning, mid-morning, early afternoon, whatever you want to call it, um, in a cold and frigid New Jersey. Not sure what the temperature is, but it's pretty chilly out there this morning and we're looking at some more ice. It's like an old-fashioned season uh, you don't usually get, but uh, this year it's it's been uh, rather unique here in New Jersey. We've had a fair amount of snow and a fair amount of cold weather, therefore melting and turning into ice or ice storms. So it's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty rare for here from what I hear and what I've seen, but it's uh, it's just par for the course. It is what it is. So something I want to bring to you today, um, and I wrote an article about this uh, quite some time ago, and it's actually in my first book that I talk about called uh, Service Without Excuses. If you haven't gotten a copy of it, feel free to message me. I can always get one over to you. And uh, and I think there's a lot of great information that can help a young entrepreneur do something like that. But the the point of the discussion is a person in business versus a business person. You're probably saying, Rob, what the hell is the difference? What does it mean um, when it comes to the differences between the two? And and what what do you mean? What uh, what is it uh, that makes one unique over the other? And there's a lot that actually makes it. So let's go back. I'm going to tell you a little story. I always love stories. You're always going to hear some stories. When I started in my career, I was an employee. In fact, I was a technical trainer. So I know a lot of people listen to this are into technical aspects of things and into the technical side of of the business and the training side and the certification side. And it's all very, very important. It's all very, very relative. Um, but what it um, what it encompassed was doing of the job, being there to train other people to do the job that you're you're understanding very well. Um, willing. So, you know, that's a big part of how it works. So what I would do is go around to different facilities, different franchises originally, and I would help train and mentor the technicians over there, maybe some of the staff, possibly even some of the management on procedures and policies and technical aspects of the job. It was pretty cool. It was a pretty fun actual job. Um, but it had its pluses. It had its had its negatives. The pluses were got to train and mentor people and got to make a difference and, and really help and see different companies rise and thrive. The negatives were there's a lot of travel, you're not around your family very much, you're working a, a boatload of hours, but you're a boatload of hours that are not necessarily near to home. So um, that job I decided to at some point, very well taken care of, was a, was a great job, great opportunity. Um, I moved on to a local a job where I was going to be on a truck and I was actually going to make a difference when it came to um, that that side of it itself was going to be the one that uh, actually went out and uh, and worked on the truck with other people in the still in the training aspect, but I was going to be out there in the field just like anybody else um, in a little bit of a senior role, but I was still going to be out there. So, you know, went out there, did the job, learned technical aspects, learned the the prospect of uh, information and upselling and things of that nature, which are very very important to a business, very important to the growth. As making sure you try to upsell um, your business ethically and honestly, you know, they got to be giving them something that that tangibly benefits them. And if you're not, then you're not really selling them anything that's any of any worth. And that's a different story altogether. So went out and did those types of things and trained different people and talked to different people and and really got into their heads. And, and they taught me some things, too, as well. And it was a good relationship. I did that for a while until you moved up the ranks like anything else. 
and end up being a senior and lead technician and then a uh, general manager. Went from one right to the next. Believe it or not, the lead technician was a harder job than the general manager because the lead tech encompassed not only being able to run the operation, the office, but also um, being the technical advisor to the to the techs out there in the field, um, right down to working on a truck sometimes. That's what it meant. So it definitely had its responsibilities. It definitely had its its uh, its its pluses and and like anything, it's it's negatives from that standpoint. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, did it, loved it, um, and ran a company until I decided to open my business in two thousand five. Long story forward, in two thousand five, opening my doors, I still thought of the business like the other like any other business how to run a company for somebody else how to grow it profitably and efficiently how to manage and direct and motivate employees how to teach and train mentor all those things that are very very important um, however I never ever started a business from scratch so the disadvantage was the advantage was I had all this great training the disadvantage was I didn't know how to start a business so of course I went out and spent money like crazy you know figuring I'm just like the large company or the franchise and I'm out there and I'm uh, you know getting into people's uh, opportunities and their different situations and and saying you know how great I am how great I am use me use me use me and that's 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 like every bit person that's excited to go into their own business that's what you do problem is you don't learn the basics. You have to go back to, as uh, as the famous saying goes, you got to be brilliant on the basics. Vince Lombardi said it. We're not worried about being the best. We're going to be brilliant on the basics. And I had to go back to that. And I had people in my life, like a mentor, Steve Tiberian, you'll hear me talk about him from time to time. Hopefully, I'm, at some point, I'm going to try to get him on here. He's a busy guy. Um, and that really helped mold me in the owning of a business and how to do that. Because Steve had the opposite approach. Steve had just opened his own business with his brother at one point in time, but Steve had opened his own business. I'm not sure if Steve was ever really employed by somebody else. So he came at this from a completely different perspective. But the perspective that he taught me was, Rob, you have a big bunch of gifts, a big bunch of things you don't know you don't know. Running a business efficiently and operationally correct and and looking at the big picture and looking at how to um, run an operation, run a business is something most people that I talk to, most people that I work with don't have. They don't have that ability to do that. They never had that kind of training. They just opened their doors and thought what it was. And a lot of these guys are people that just came out and they decided one day, you know what? I want to open my own place. I want to have my own financial freedom. I want to stake my own mark in the, in the world. I want to uh, build something uh, for myself. They don't have any idea on how to run it once they're past just them. They don't have any idea how to run a company. They don't understand what a P&L is. They don't understand what a balance sheet does. They don't understand financial statements. They don't understand um, taxes. They don't understand human resources. They don't understand all these things you already know because you did them. And I thought to myself, wow, that's that's pretty profound. That's not something I, th- I thought everybody that came into this business generally came in from the same door I came in. They worked for somebody else like you do in a lot of trades. You have to work your way up and then start your own um, thing one day. And it got me thinking and I ended up writing an article. And the article was called A Business Person Versus a Person in Business. And it was basically an, an original spin on the whole one against the other boxing match like you would have in there, and which one will prevail? Well, there's tremendous benefits to both. 
Um, one of the benefits to being a person of business is that complete and utter um, euphoria almost because you're going to open your own doors. You're going to do your own thing. You're not going to have to listen to anybody else telling you what to do. You're not going to have to um, come up with your own uh, policies and procedures that are in place with the management or the ownership of the company. Hell, you could just open your doors and say, I'm open and do whatever you want. But what then? What do you do at that point? What what uh, What's going to make the biggest impact on your growth once you've done that? The person that has run a business looks at it from a completely different way. They look at it from, I need a certain amount of capital, because without capital and cash, I won't be able to stay open. Um, adequate resources, adequate equipment, uh, a plan, usually a one to three year to five year plan in the first place on where they're going to do it, how often they're going to do it. Could the plan, cha- uh, plan change and how much is it going to change? Um, where's my marketing dollar going to go? How am I going to track my marketing dollars? How am I going to track my customers uh, from the get-go? Keep in mind, the company I worked for had a CRM program. This is in the 90s and early 2000s. You couldn't even get one unless you had huge war chests. It was really uh, fixed on franchises and larger corporations, so they didn't have any idea. In fact, in 2005, when I first opened my door, I was glad to find out that somebody, I think it was Principal Focus, had put one out, or Service Monster at the time, has was putting one out around 2005, 2006. But it was unheard of. You didn't have those tools. Those are tools I didn't even know how to operate without because how do you how do you run a business without uh, a brain, a CRM program? And we're going to get into more of what CRM programs are. That's a whole different podcast. I'm actually going to have some guests on um, and have them talk about their programs and what they do. But again, from an ownership standpoint, a person, business person, you look at things from a completely different sphere. You look at everything like it's a pizza pie. Probably thinking, what's he talking about? A pizza pie? The pizza pie is into sections, and every section has a part of the entire pie. So this much goes to operations, this much goes to marketing, this much goes to selling, this much goes to inventory, this much goes to capital assets. All the things a person in business never even thought about. They just thought about, I'm going to buy a truck mount if you're a carpet cleaner, I'm going to be a pest control guy, I already got my license under somebody else, I'm going to be an electrician, I got my electrician, maybe I'm a journeyman. At this point, but I've never advertised one lick or gotten one customer other than my family members and friends. So what do you do? That's the difference between the two. You do need to be a little bit of a hybrid personally of both. And I'm saying this with all due respect to both sides. You've got to have the ingenuity and the drive and the passion of the person in business that's just starting out is excited. They got their family excited. They got their friends excited. They're about to make the big launch. They're about to get out of the corporate world. They're about to get away from working for another company to do their own thing. And again, lay their own stake in the ground, but they never think about the other side until it's too late quite often. And then they're stuck 10 miles behind. Now you can always hire for that. You can always hire somebody with an experience, but at that point, when you're starting to grow, you can't usually afford that person. Now, I have see there's companies today that for $100, they will do your entire human resources, and that's amazing. I mean, technology has come a long way. Human resources person would cost you $50,000, $60,000 a year anywhere in the country or more, usually six figures here. But now for $99 a month, they can handle your human resources, and you can outsource that to them. And they're in compliance with your state. They're in compliance with everything in your area. So, you know, technology has definitely level the playing field. But if you didn't know that ahead of time, you might think, you know, what? I'll just pay this guy cash. Not dreaming that the worst thing can happen 
is not that you're paying them cash, you're not paying workman's compensation, but if they get hurt on a job, what are you going to do then? You have nothing to protect you or them. Those are little tiny things you don't think about when you're a person in business, but the business person has to make sure they have adequate liability insurance, that they're covered for everything they're doing, that there's an umbrella on top of it. When you're a person in business, you're just thinking about where am I going to get my first dollar to pay for anything? Usually and typically, they're undercapitalized and they don't have the adequate investment in order to make their business grow. That's really crucial. So again, I really feel you need to have a little bit of both in your business life. I think you need that spark an entrepreneur to get out there and do it. Here's an example. Podcasting. I started this about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Now, about a year ago, I guess. And I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. But I got so busy doing something else, I let it lapse. Well, I didn't plan it correctly. So I didn't put enough time into this to develop a real passion for it, develop a real liking and understanding and the difference that can be made and the difference that I'm hearing from different people every single day on these podcasts. Being able to make that difference is everything to me now. I plan my podcasts. I put them over here on my iPad. Everything I do is planned. In fact, last night I was up at one o'clock in the morning writing another chapter in the book because at one o'clock in the morning I was inspired. The business person doesn't go, well, I'll just wait until tomorrow. I'll remember everything that's in my head tonight because you, you're not. There's no way. That's the planning aspects of it where the person in business many times will just say, oh, well, I don't want to wake my wife up. I need to get sleep. I got to go out tomorrow. I got to work, whatever that happens to be. The business person isn't thinking about things like that. They're thinking about what they can do to put the most information down on paper or on ink or however you're writing your book. They're thinking about how they can plan for the next day in advance to be extremely proactive versus being very reactive. Now, there's a distinguishable difference there between the two, and I'm not going to go into this too much between the two, but people that are... A person in business typically are very, very reactive. They wait till it hits the fan before they go, oh, man, why didn't I think about this ahead of time? Why didn't I plan? Why didn't I get up an hour earlier to write these things down? Why didn't I get up an hour earlier to get in my office to get things done? Now I waited. The business person goes, I can't not do this at 1 o'clock in the morning. If it's an idea, I can do the implement the next day in my company, in my operation, in my life. I'm going to do it. So really, you want, again, and it sounds redundant, a little bit of both. You want that spark, drive, and motivation of the person in business, but you want to marry that and grow into the business person that looks at everything from A to Z, just like I do right now with this. Podcasting I love just about more than anything other than my family. It's it's just I have a true passion for it. I understand it. I built the studio. I built everything here. You can see a little bit over here. You'll see the green screen. It's another section of the studio right now. I just added on to make it easier for other things. I got a brand new boom arm here for a reason. It's more efficient. It's easier for me to talk and look into the camera where the other one I'd have to go and remaneuver myself. Now it's right there. It's very simple for me to talk directly to the camera, directly to whoever's watching or listening to this. Marry both of a person of business and the passion and motivation you're going to have with the business person that understands and looks at the business from the top down, logistically, 
operationally. You need help with something like that? Please feel free to put a message on here if you're watching on YouTube. Please subscribe if you're not uh, listening to me on iTunes, which is probably what most people listen to. Make sure you subscribe. You'll get new information details, but you're welcome to send a message. You're welcome to contact me at rob at robinmaline.com. I invite it. You do not need to be to not need to be a client of ours to put those questions out there, and uh, I'll be glad to, when I get a chance, answer them and help you any way I possibly can. But again, evolve both. Turn into the business person with the passion of the person in business. You have a compromise of both of them together, you'll succeed. I promise. There's no way you can't because you've planned everything that you can control. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, wow, it's almost 17, 18 minutes into this thing. I just plan to talk for five or 10 minutes. Ah, Long-winded, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, please be safe out there. Please take precautions and uh, take care of your family. And uh, remember um, to think about things from the top down, not the bottom up. Make sure you learn to be more proactive in your approach or the business person marrying with a person that's in business. You don't want to struggle to be the opposite way. It's definitely easier to drop something downhill to make a bigger impact than to push something uphill. All right, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Thank you again for listening to a brand new episode of Service Without Excuses podcast. We are streaming live on Facebook. If you're watching this, great, awesome. I don't get to see anything because I'm really concentrated on the camera recording the podcast, but I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you real soon. I do have some new guests coming up this week on Wednesday. I have a gentleman named Chris Bolger, and I talked to him a little bit about that. Chris is a mindset expert times a thousand. And Chris comes from because he's, he has a PhD as well. It doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to implement things into the mindset of an entrepreneur. And we're speaking about the person of business and the business person. He's going to focus on getting you more toward the business person because mentally you're more prepared for it. Mentally you're more prepared to do what you need to do. You're ready for the drive motivation of your business. You are out of the blind trap that you don't know that you most like don't most likely don't know. So that's going to be a big one coming up on Wednesday night. Chris is going to dispel a lot of myths about you know things you probably hear every day that quote unquote work to train your brain. Um, he's going to get into the real neuroscience of it. Um, so he is a true expert again, not just somebody that you know I can give you personal advice on how to treat something. He can get into the scientific side. So that's not something you're going to want to miss. That's going to come out Wednesday evening. Thursday, I have a friend of mine, Ben Surdy. Ben runs Pure Clean, Pure Dry, uh, out of Seattle, Washington, just outside of it, I think. Um, And they're one of the largest companies in that region. Family-owned, started from scratch with his father, and Ben really built this thing up. It's very much WWE or the old WWF wrestling story where you start from small and you grow something bigger. Um, company I used to work for, Stanley Steamer, did the same thing. Jack Bates started the company back in 1947, and he built up something pretty nice. Wes Bates took over and took it nation- nationwide to be the biggest franchiser of carpet cleaning services in the country. And Ben is a true definition of that type of success. He runs a multi, multi, multi truck and multi, multi million dollar a year operation, and he's going to come to you with a bunch of information on everything from leadership 
to things you probably had no idea about in the growth of a business. So join us this week, Chris Bolger on Wednesday, Thursday, it's going to be Ben Surdy. I've got a bunch of guests coming up too as well. I'm very excited. I have people from the landscaping sector coming up. I even have somebody coming up that is coming out with a brand new makeup line. And you probably think, Rob, what does a makeup line have to do with services? Well, we go back to it. As I always say, your product, you're not a service. A service is what you do. A product is who you are. They don't buy your service. They don't buy a commodity. They buy you. So makeup is a big, big commodity generally asserted, but there's forms of makeup out there that get top dollar. And we're going to discuss what the difference is between the makeup and how it holds up and the safety factors and what you're buying, you know, and what you're not buying, more importantly. So different things are going to come up into this. They're not always just service business professionals. They could be people selling products because it's all relative to what we do. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Again, And thank you for listening to the Service Without Excuses podcast.